We begin today in Daf Pei Tes Summit Beis, where it says Ahu Gavra, five lines from the bottom of the page. Okay, so the Gemara here is continuing from the halacha that it said in the Mishnah. There was a machlekes. The Gemara actually brought in a brayse, a machlekes between Rav Nosson and the Chachamim, when Aisha made a neder, whether her her husband could nullify the neder even before the neder takes effect, because she made a neder with a condition, and the condition was not yet fulfilled, so the neder didn't take effect. So the Chachamim say the husband could nullify the neder. Rav Nosson says because the neder didn't take effect yet, the husband cannot nullify the neder. So the Gemara here will bring a story and we'll discuss whether the same halacha applies regarding a person that makes a nether with a condition when you come to a chacham to be mat to the nether. Could a chacham be mat to the nether before your nether takes effect? There was an individual, the Itzer Hanayose, the Alma Alei. He made a nether not to have anar from any people of the world, but he had a condition to this, and that was, Inosiv Itzer if I'm going to marry a woman before I learn Teireh, before I learn the halachas of Teireh, so then I ask everybody in the world. In other words, he wanted to motivate himself to learn before he marries, gets married. What exactly he wanted to learn is not clear in the Gemara. It says he was going to want to learn halachas. Uh, I think the Tesis over here says that he wanted to finish Shas. He wanted to learn the whole Shas before he gets married. So that, that was his nether, that he won't get married until he finishes. What happened? Ro'ed begape he ran with a stick and with his belt, with his money belt, I believe the Taichas. And and he didn't manage to be able to learn. He, in other words, it's an expression that An says, he tried as much as possible to be able to learn, and he couldn't, didn't manage to be able to learn. Other Rishayim say, the Pshat is Rod, means that he was running up a ladder and he was going here and there, he was, he was working. He was, he was working and that he was busy with, and he, he didn't have time to sit and learn Taita. So now, he couldn't get married, because if he gets married, so now the whole world is going to be osa to him. But the problem is, could he get a chacham to be mata this neda so that he can go get married? So if we're going to say like Rav Nosen, that you can't be matra neda before it takes effect. And that applies not only by a husband and wife, but that applies also by a chacham, that you go to be mata the neda, so you can't even be mata his neda, because it didn't take effect yet. Also, Rav Acha Baravune, Rav Acha Baravune came, Vishapshei, and he misled him. He told him, don't worry, you'll... you'll, you'll he just misled him, and the and he married him off. So he got married without fulfilling his condition. He got married, and now if he gets married, that triggers his nether into effect. So he can't have an offer from anybody of the entire world. But now, so this okay, he can't have an offer from anybody of the world. He can take care of himself, so he's, he's stuck. But he's going to have to take care of himself. And then the sharketina, Rav Baravuna went and smeared some some uh, cement or some clay on his garments and now he needs someone he needs a cleaner he needs someone to clean it for him and now he needs to have an awe from people of the world and now he brought him to Rav Chizde to be matter his neder so the, the point that Rav Ache Baravuna was accomplishing here is that now the neder took effect already because he uh, got married and now he needs people and uh, he came to be matter the neder so Amarava Rav said about this man chakim lemevat kihom milse who is as wise to do in this way for this person? If not, that it was Rav Acha Baravuna, which is a great person, the Kosovar that he holds, just like Rabbanon and Rabnasan argued regarding the husband nullifying the nether of his wife, whether it could be nullified before the nether takes effect. So too, they argue regarding getting a heter or requesting a heter from a chacham 
So therefore, Rav Achibar wanted him to be machmer, like Rav Nassim's opinion, and that he can't get a heter until the nether takes effect. So therefore, he misled him to get married, so the, hetar, the nether takes effect, and now he can get a heter for his nether. Okay, so the Gemara is going to bring a few opinions about this. Talk to Gemara, but Rav Papi, Rav Papi said, is There is an argument regarding the husband nullifying the nether, if, whether he could nullify it before it takes effect. Rav Nassan says that the husband cannot nullify the nether unless the nether took effect, the chsiv, and he brought the following posik. Now this is a drosha, it's a remez here in this posik. The chofra halavana, which literally means levana is embarrassed, something like that. And he touched, instead of reading it literally, he touched it as the ches of the v'chofra, could be read v'chofra, which means to nullify. And halavana is read as two words, which is chal, the hay is exchanged for a ches, chal, bena. The bena refers to the nether. A nether, the Gemara said before, is like you build a bama. So the Gemara is saying that when could you be made for the nether? Chal, bena. When the nether already took effect. Okay, it's a remez. Other Rishayim say that really the source is from the Pasuk that it says in the Parsha of Nidarim itself, where there it says, Vehefer es nidra asher oleho. That's what the Rashi brings. So it says, nidra asher oleho, the nether which is already in effect. Okay, the husband could nullify even before the nether takes effect. So he brought another remez from a pasuk where it says, He nullifies the thoughts of the arumim of the of the uh, of the wise of the of the crafty people. Okay, so it says that you can even nullify the machshava, meaning before the nether takes effect. Aval, b'sheila, when it comes to requesting a heter from a chacham, everybody agrees, ain't chacham mata klum, chacham cannot be mata anything, elam can chal nether, only once the nether takes effect. Dechsev, because over there, from where do we learn out that the chacham can be mata the nether, lo yachel devada, you should not desecrate your own words, but somebody else could come and be mata it for you. So that's only, lo yachel means, once it was chal, once it took effect, so you can't desecrate your words, but someone else can. But before it takes effect, nobody could be matter the nether. So, shall we say, we have a riot to what Rav Papi said, that everybody agrees that you can't, a chacham cannot be matter the nether before it took effect. Abraisa says as follows, A person makes a nether, I will not give any anot to this person. And then he made another nether. He says, and to the one that I will request a heter for this nether that I just made, so he should not be able to have enough for me either. So, okay, so there's two nedarim here. Uh, he sort of said it one right after the other, but as we'll see, it's two different nedarim here. And therefore, Nishal al he can request a heter for the first nether, that everyone could have enough from him. And now, once he gets a heter for the first nether, that brings into effect the second nether that now he can't give anot to this person that gave him this heter. And then he requests a heter for the second nether. That's the way the Bryce phrases it. First and then second. Now in this order, that's what the Gemara says, If you're going to say that when it comes to requesting a heter from a chacham, you could get a heter even before the nether takes effect. So if he wants... He should be able to request a heter for whatever nether he wants first, and he boil high If he wants, he can request on the other and nether a heter first. In other words, the Gemara is saying there shouldn't be. Why is the Bryce saying the order? First, he has to get a heter for the first nether. Then he gets a heter for the second nether. It seems like what the Bryce is saying because the second nether only comes into effect after he got the heter from the first. That's why he has to do it in this order, right? 
So, so therefore you see that every that this Bryce is telling you that when you get a hetter from a Chacham, it has to first, the the first has to be in effect. So the Gemara says, no, not necessarily. Do we know when the Bryce here says, let him request a hetter for the first and then for the second, how do we know which one is getting a hetter first and which one is getting second? Maybe when the Bryce uses the term first and second, it doesn't mean the first and second the way he, the order that he made the nether, but it's just saying that you have two nudotim here and you have to request a hetter for one and then for the other. So the Rishayim add to this, so what's, what's the, what's the Chilish then, what the Bryce is saying? The Chilish of the Bryce is, you may have thought that these two nudotim go together, they're not two different nudotim. It's one long, one big nether, so he gets one heter for both nedarim. So therefore, the Bryce is saying, no, it's considered to be two different nedarim, and you have to get two heterim for the first and for the second. But the order not necessarily matters. Okay, the Gemara says, Elo, I'll bring you a raya from a different Bryce that, that says similar, but here it spells it out more clearly. So here it says, the person made a nether, a nether I will not have a givano, that is, to this person. And then he says, And if I get a heter for this nether, I will become a nazir. So he's trying to put like a safeguard, not to get a heter for this nether. So I will become a nazir. So what happened? Nishal al nidrai. This person can get a heter for his nether. And then he becomes a nazir. And afterwards, he can get a heter for his naziris. So here we clearly see the order. We can't make a mistake of what the b'raisa means. So if you're going to say that you can get, you can request a hetter for a nether even before it takes effect, so So if he wants, he should be able to request a hetter for his nether first. But But if he wants, he should be able to get a hetter for his nazirus first, even though the nazirus didn't take effect yet. But if you say that he can get a hetter before it takes effect, why does the Brisa clearly spell out that the hetter for the nazirus is only after that nazirus took effect? So here, you clearly see that, there's a, that the, the order is precise. So the Gemara says, Rab Nosenhi. So yeah, we'll have to say that this Braise, again, because over here, it's, it's saying a neder and a zirus. So it's clearly a zirus. So it's, it's clearly, a, that, that's clearly the second neder. And for the Gemara Rab Nosenhi, we'll have to say that this Braise goes according to Rab Nosen. But Chachamim that say regarding a husband nullifying the nether, that you can nullify before it takes effect, say the same thing over here, that you could nullify before it takes effect. This Braise says Rab Nosen. The Gemara brings now another opinion about this. Amar Avina, told me, This is what your father said in the name of Rav Papi. The argument whether you can nullify the nether before it takes effect is a husband nullifying the nether of his wife. When you request a heter from a chacham, everybody agrees that you could nullify the nether even though it did not take effect. Even Rab Nassan will agree to that. Everybody agrees he could be made for before. And he learned it out actually from the same Pasuk, but he emphasizes the word Devare. What does Devare mean? Remember, this comes to tell you, even before the nether takes effect, even if it's just words, and there was a condition, and it didn't take effect yet, you can already nullify the nether. So the Gemara brings again the same two braises, as a question on this opinion. Meisvei, the question was asked, so the Brisa says, Koinim sheni nana leplaini, I make a nether that I will not give hanot to that person. And then he says another nether, ulumishin nishal alav, and the one that will give me a heter. For this nether, he will not have enough for me either. So nishal alarishin, you get a heter for the first nether, vachach nishal alasheni. And afterwards, you get a heter for the second nether. So why does it have to be in this order? Am I, why do you say first 
And then second, He should be able to do the reverse as well. Get a hetter for the net that it did not take effect yet first. Because you're saying now that everybody agrees that even when it's still words, before the, the net that took effect, you could request a hetter from the Chacham. So why is the Braissa pointing out that first got a hetter for the first and then for the second? So the Gemara gives the same answer, or the Ran, uh, sorry, the Bachir says, we're great, it's like the Gemara said before, do we know, when the Braissa says first and second, we don't know what's the first and what's the second, it doesn't necessarily refer to the nether, the order that he made the nether, but it refers to whichever he chooses to nullify first and second. But now the Gemara brings in a second Braissa, which will refute this opinion. A person makes a net that I will not have, I know from someone, and then he says, If I get a heter for this nether, then I will become a nazir. So the Braise clearly says the order, First as a heter for the nether, and then you get a heter for the fact that you became a nazir. Why is it in this order? Shouldn't it be his choice if he wants he gets a hetter for the nether first, or if he wants he gets a hetter for the naziris first? If it's true what you said before, that everybody agrees that when you're getting a hetter from a chacham, you can get a hetter even before the nether takes effect. So to Yufte, this refutes this opinion. This Raisa clearly says that you can't get a hetter for the naziris before that, that nether of the naziris takes effect. Okay, we learned the very last Mishnah of Mesech Tenedarim. Be'ez Hashem Yisbarach. This is, uh, yeah, we'll start over here today. Mesech tomorrow, we're making the seam on the Mesech Tenedarim. In the beginning, the Chachamim said as follows. Shalosh Noshim, there are three different women that have a claim against their husband or they say something. That Yitzes v'neitlis ksuba. So they leave, they get divorced from their husband, even against the husband's will. And, but they will get a ksuba from him. The money for the ksuba, they will be able to collect this. So what are these three women? One is, A wife that says that I'm Tommy. I, I can't have any relations with you. And the reason is because I had a relation with someone else while I was an Ashish and willingly, and therefore she becomes Asr to go back to, be, to live with her husband. When she says this, she's believed to say this. And the Rani brings, the reason is because there's a rule, we learned about this in the Sechtek Subis, that's called Shavia Anafshah Chatichadi Surah. If she says that this is what it is, that I, that I had a relation with someone else, even though there's no Adam for this, but she places upon herself a Isser, and therefore she now can't have any relations with her husband. So that will force her husband to divorce her. Or if she says, Shamayim Benilu Benoch, heaven will testify between me and you. As we'll see in the Gemara, this refers to this, that she's saying that heaven will testify that I know for a fact that my husband cannot, that we ca- I can't have any children with my husband. Okay, so therefore she wants a divorce, or to be able to have children. Okay, the Gemara will discuss how she knows this, but if, the, if this is her argument, this is her claim, so then her husband has to divorce her and give her a The third case is, If she makes a nether that she can't have marital relations with any yid, including with her husband. So then, she, her husband has to divorce her. That was originally what Chachamim said. Her husband divorces her and gives her aksubah. But then Chachamim changed this psaq and they came back and said, that a woman should not know that she can say any of these things and force her husband to divorce her and even get her aksubah. So if she puts her eyes on another man that she wants to marry, and she'll say these things just to ruin her marriage with her husband and then go get married to someone else. 
So therefore, what Chachamim said now is as follows. If she says that she's Tomei and that she had a relation with someone else and she can't live with her husband anymore, we're not going to trust her. She's going to have to bring a riot to what she's saying. If she says, heaven testifies between me and my husband that he can't have any children, so the Bezdin will, uh, will advise the, 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 the husband, that is, they'll advise the husband to appease her. To, to serve her, to appease her, that she shouldn't want to get divorced. If she makes a nether not to get married to anybody, so what does he do, the husband? So He could nullify the part of the nether that affects him, his relationship with his wife, because this is a nether, so he could nullify that. She could live with him. And she can't live with anybody else. Okay. So there's one point here in the Mishnah that Iran is Maidach about, the first case here, that it says that she says, I had a relation with someone else. So originally Chachamim said, so she's also to live with her husband. So he's forced to divorce her. Then the Mishnah says that we tell her, bring a riot to what you said. So the Iran asks, how could Chachamim change this, uh, this Psak din? If, if there's a din of Shavya Nafshal Chatechad Yisura, that she, she is trusted for herself, that she has to accept this Issa upon herself. Because this is what she says, that she had a relation with someone else. How could Chachamim change that halacha? Where did this Issa go to? So the Ran gives two answers. One, one answer the Ran says that this is based on a concept that we learned before, which is that Chachamim, whenever a woman gets married, the whole marriage is Adaita de Rabbanan. You marry, you say, Kedas Moshev Yisrael, meaning the whole marriage is only if Chachamim agreed to the marriage. And since in this case, Chacham don't want her to get divorced with this kind of an argument or with this with the claiming that she had a relation with someone else, so the Chachamim, the whole marriage is not considered to be a marriage at that time that she had a relation with someone else. So she didn't have a relation with someone else when she's an Ashish. Unbelievable. So we're, we're, using, we're using this point of called the Mekadish, Adaita de Rabbonon Mekadish. Anytime a woman is married, the marriage is only effective if Chacham agreed. If Chachamim have a certain reason they don't want the marriage to be in effect, it's not an effect. So when she says, I had a relation with someone else, and Chachamim don't want that argument to break this marriage, so we consider that time period that she said that she had a relation with someone else, that she wasn't married then. Okay? Then another Pshataran says that the emiss is that a woman is not believed to ask herself. We don't apply here the idea of for whatever reason. Really, she's not believed. The reason why... <coughs> A woman is believed to say that she had a relation with someone else is because Chachamim know for a woman to come up and say such an embarrassing thing that I cheated on my husband, I had a relation with someone else, it, there must be truth to it. Otherwise, she wouldn't be saying such a kind of a thing. That's why Chachamim said that she is believed and that she won't be able to live with her husband and the husband's forced to divorce her. In later generations, though, Chachamim saw that the women were not, uh, they had the chutzpah to say this and they didn't care to share this information and therefore, even if it's not true, they're going to say such a thing just to go and get married to someone else. So therefore, Chachamim said, she's not believed. We're not accepting what she's saying and therefore, she's going to have to prove what she said. The question was asked regarding what we learned here in the Mishnah, that we don't believe her when she says she had a relation with someone else and she's going to have to prove this. She says to her husband, I had a relation with someone else. So the question is, what happens if her husband is a Kayan? What's the Allah if her husband is a Kayan? Remember, we learned in the Gemara Yavamis that a, 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 a Yisrael, which is an Ashish Kayan, eats Truma while she's married to the Kayan. But if she had a relation with someone else, married to a Kayan, the truth is by a Kayan, even if she had a relation with someone else, but against her will. 
she gets us, she's also to go back to her husband. So even if we're not going to trust her for that, but the question is, how about regarding truma? Is she still going to be allowed to eat truma? Seemingly the reason in the, in the Mishnah does not apply regarding truma. The Chachamim said we shouldn't believe her because they don't want it to be mekalkal and then go get married to someone else. But regarding truma, maybe we, we do believe her and she can't eat truma anymore. Rav says, that she's still allowed to eat truma. Because if she's not going to be allowed to eat truma, so then this will be mighty alas on the children. People are going to say, look, the fact that she's not eating truma shows that it's not a good marriage, and therefore the children are going to be pasal kohona. Okay, because their husband, because these children were born from this wife, which was which was already an anusa to someone else. So therefore we have to allow her. If we're not trusting her, she's continuing to live with her husband, we have to allow her to eat truma as well. Rav Amarava says, cheles. She's not going to be allowed to eat truma. Efshir, the achlachulin, because she, she may, she can have enough chulin to eat, which means we're not concerned that there'll be a laz on the children, because even if she's not eating truma, people will say she's not, she's not staying away from truma because she's not allowed to eat truma. She's staying away from truma because she has enough chulin to eat. So therefore, there's no concern about a laz. Omar Rav said, Rav Sheshis will agree to my opinion, if her husband the Kayin passed away. So now she's an Almana. What's the Allah of an Almana? An Almana that was married to a Kayin, if she has children that are Kayinim from this marriage, so she can eat Truma for that reason as well. But over here though, after the, after the husband passed away, and when the husband was alive, she claimed that she had a relation with someone else, so now everybody will agree, She'eina Yecheles that she will not be allowed to eat the truma. Why? Because me, the Yutaima, Elamishum, What did Rav Sheshe say? That while the husband is alive, we still allow her to eat truma, so in order that there shouldn't be a psal, a bad name for the children, that these children are born from a marriage where she had a relation with someone else, but Nisarmalvan is Garsha, if now she's already an Almana or a Grusha, Omri, so they'll say, Hashtadit. So what they'll say is that, that she didn't have a relation with someone else before, when the husband was alive, she had a relation with someone else after or after the Gaidishan. And therefore, they're not going to say that the issue of her not eating truma is Gaidim of soul for the children. So therefore, she's allowed to eat the truma. Uh, sorry, she's not allowed to eat the truma after the husband passes away. Okay, so the, in other words, what you see over here in the Gemara is that this uh, Aishas Kayan that uh, is Mizana with someone else has a relation with someone else, it's even after, uh, after uh, the, the, she becomes an Almana. Okay, and that will pass her from eating the truma, Minatayra, as well.